Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Keith Sanchez. We're from the Draft Network. Chris Schubert's also here floating around as a producer of this thing, also from the Draft Network. And we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information and news. They have everything you can imagine. They've got football's futures, Major League Baseball. I was with Keith a few weeks ago in Dallas, and my guy was watching the NBA Summer League, so you can bet on that if you want to over at Bet Online. Super easy to use website. Check it out on your desktop or your mobile device. And if you do, if you sign up today, we'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get started. It's bet online and it's where the game starts. Keith Sanchez, my guy, co host today. Kyle Krabs out of the way. Keith Sanchez is here. And I got to start off by saying happy national moon day to you 53 years ago today neil armstrong stepped onto the moon and so it is now national moon day welcome to the podcast keith national moon day man i, I thought i was i thought i came on when it was like national tequila day or national vodka <laughs> day or something like that. man I, I got national moon day I, I i guess right like that's just one of those you just throw your arms up and you say i guess Keith, some some people might say that that was a pretty significant thing that we, that people went to the moon. But my guy's hoping for you know Bourbon Day. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I it just it, the way it worked out. July 20th. I could have went with National Lollipop Day, but we went with Moon Day to celebrate 53rd anniversary of getting to the moon. We're not here to talk about the moon or lollipops or or alcohol for that for that matter. We're here to talk about the TDN Summer Top 25. As you guys know, we've been working hard this summer, scouting the entire country, and we've delivered our initial top 25 players entering the 2022 season, of course, for the 2023 NFL Draft. And and Keith, man, of this top 25, you got nine of them in your region. We had had DP on, on yesterday. He only had three. I had four. You're claiming nine of the top 25 players I see it today and of course the number one overall player the consensus number one player will anderson edge out of alabama keith does will anderson live up to the hype is is he you know is he that dude he's the the clear-cut number one prospect in the country entering the season yeah so i remember watching um one of the broadcasts <clears throat> last year and they you know they they compared will anderson and one guy you know sometimes they throw out the like the, the corny phrases and stuff and it's like man this guy's the terminator and <laughs> i was like okay here we go right and then i cut <laughs> on the film this summer and i have to be honest man i i agree with the corny phrase he he's a terminator <laughs> he just anything on his side of the football he demolishes. I'm talking about if he's lined on the, the the offensive left side, so the left tackle, left guard, center. He's just demolishing that whole thing. So um, he, he's the Terminator. That's that's the name I'm rolling with. Um, you know everything, all the accomplishments and accolades that he gets. I think that he deserves it, man. It's it's, it's a very unique approach that you know 
Alabama puts him in, they, they put him in this kind of attacking style, right? Like he's not really too much concerned about setting the edge and playing with great technique. It's just him, 250 pounds, um, you know, running full steam ahead and make sure you get to the ball carrier and on the way to the ball carrier, uh, you know, demolish a couple things in your way. So, man, it's, it's definitely a, a technique that I've grown to appreciate. But, yeah, it's, it, everything is is much warranted. Universal scheme fit, Keith, or is this a, a player that projects more favorably to certain defenses than other? I mean, let's face it, maybe you're a fan of a team that's going to be picking early, right? May not have the number one pick in the draft. Should you be concerned that he's going to be a fit for your team, or is this a universal guy? Man, so it, I think it depends at the end of the day, right? Like, it's, it's one of those things where are you going to – are you trying to find the perfect fit for him or do you just want a, a damn good football player on your team? If you if, if the baseline is a damn good football player on your team, then it's like, you know what? Take him, right? <laughs> You're talking about 6'4", 250, high motor, demolishes everything, bullies the offensive lineman. But if you're looking for that perfect fit to where you're like, you know what, I want to take this guy and what is his best projection to become a Hall of Fame type talent, then I think his best spot – it's probably a 3-4 outside guy, right? So if you run a 3-4 scheme, if you run that odd front, he's a guy um, I, I think he'll thrive in that position. But, um, you know, you, you see that he he has the ability to play some 4-3 defensive end. I just think his best spot is that 3-4 outside linebacker position. Yeah, you know, it, it, that was kind of where I thought you would go with that. But based on the conversations that you and I have had, I get excited about him as like a 4-3 Leo type player where you just have him crash, crash, explode, blow shit up. Sorry, Chris, you're going to have to put a label on this podcast. But, I mean, that's the kind of emotion that this player invokes. Uh, so that's where I could see him, you know, being able to help with an even front defense. If, I, I don't you know if you're – No, I was going to say I don't mind it either. Like just, just – yeah. I like that phrase. And Chris, you're about to have to do it again. I might put that in his player report. Just crash, crash, blow shit up. Because that's exactly what he does. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, the number one corner on our board, and that is it's not a, excuse me number one receiver. I meant to say receiver, our number one receiver on our board right now. It's not Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's not Jordan Addison. It's it's Kayshawn Butte, wide receiver out of LSU, and and Keith obviously very familiar with the LSU program. Uh, was there for several years, had a big part in assembling that 2019, you know, one of the best uh, college football teams we've ever seen. And so I know that you're familiar with this player. Uh, you think uh, Butte is is a player that uh, could finish as the number one receiver in the draft? I think it's gonna, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think it's going to be tough. I think right now us having him number one, I think it's warranted, right? Because we watched the film. We watched Keishon Butte. We've watched Jackson Smith and Jigbo. You know, we watched the rest of those guys. So having Keishon Butte, um, you know, there slotted number one, I feel comfortable about that right now. But, you know, I questioning it comes from JSN, right? Like, what does he do in an Ohio State offense with C.J. Stroud and how he's, you know, able just to get volume, I guess, catches? Um, and then on the opposite side, you have Kayshawn Butte, where I think this whole LSU program is a big question mark, right? Like, who's going to be the quarterback? How's the offensive line play going to be? Are they going to be a run-heavy team? And just how, you know, how many catches is he going to get? Um, will he be able to play a complete season? So, I think that that's going to be, 
you know, kind of the the conversation piece around Keyshawn Butte. But speaking about him as a player, man, you're talking about um, a extremely talented athlete, right? Like coming out of high school into college, this was a track guy run um, one state track meets, um, and then came in his freshman season. I believe he set the SEC freshman receiving record in the last game of the season against Ole Miss. So he just gave you a glimpse into who he could be, right? And then he came into last season, had a really high start. I believe he was leading the the entire country. He was tied for first in receiving touchdowns before he got injured. So, you know, we're talking about a guy that um, in his limited amount of time flashed pure dominance from the wide receiver position. So um, watching the film, I think that's why we came up to, you know, that synopsis, right? That when this guy's on the field, he's a damn good football player. And, you know, you may have questions about Jackson Smith and Jigba's speed, but we don't get that with Keyshawn Booty. Like you see on the film, like this guy just flat out runs away from everybody. So I, I think for us and, you know, for where we're at in this process, I think it's, it's warranted. Now, Elias Ricks, corner out of Alabama, our number eight player, part of your region. Um, he's, he, you know, I, I remember the presentation that you did on him, and he sounds like a really high-end talent, but might have some scheme specificity to him. What, what can you tell us about Elias Ricks as we introduce the premier talent in the country to the listeners? Yeah, so I, I think – you you pegged it right right like from from our from my presentation i think you got the correct um summary of what i was trying to give off is that this is a uberly talented guy he's very instinctual interceptions um reading route concepts he, he's just a football player and you can tell he's been playing corner a very long time because he's such a aware guy um but you know, on the flip corner of that is that, you know, he may have some athletic limitations. So I, this, this is a player that I've seen in, in person, right? And when I say athletic limitations, I mean that he's more probably leaning towards the 4-5-5 five, five range and the 40-yard dash time than maybe that 4-3 range that we've used to seeing from elite cornerbacks. So I think that's the part where, you know, it, it comes into question. But this is also another football player that has had limited playing time. He played a good bit his freshman year. Last year, he had the shoulder injury to where he had to come out. So seeing him go to Alabama from LSU, we know he's going to be in, like, it's bright lights every every game, right? It doesn't matter if Alabama's playing Northwest, South Illinois State. You know, I don't even know if that's a real college, but, you know, it's going to be on ESPN, right? And, and somebody's going to watch. So he's going to be in some some situations to where he's playing man-to-man and we'll be able to see exactly how he can turn those hips, run, and run against some of those, you know, stay with some of those good athletes in the SEC. Yeah, I think that's what gets me excited about him is he's going to be tested in every imaginable way. We'll know what this guy's made of. There won't be (laughs) any doubt about uh, how he's going to be challenged at the college level, and obviously I'm really excited to see see him. I think we've got got three first-round corners out of the SEC this year when you look at Keely Ringo from Georgia, Ricks from Alabama, and then my guy Cam Sutton from South Carolina. One player that tends to be a little polarizing, and maybe that's surprising to some people, but within our own staff, Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, um, you're the one that did the deep dive, you, and, and after doing the deep dive, you, you gave him the first-round grade, you put him number six on your ballot. What is it about Bryce Young that has you buying in on this player? It's, it's which, what you ask of Bryce Young, right? Like if you're you're asking your quarterback to distribute the football, 
um, display high level IQ when when there's chaos around him, not to panic and just make the correct decision. Right. Then Bryce Young is your guy. I, I think the issue is that the size we've seen this guy in person. Everybody knows he's not very big. He's not very tall and he doesn't have a whole lot of body mass to go along with that. Right. But like I said, it, it matters as far as what you're asking your quarterback to do. So, man, watching the film, I was extremely impressed. There were a lot of a lot of busts along this offensive line as far as picking up you know, picking up blitzers, um, correctly exchanging, um, you know, tackle defensive end stunts. And there were a lot of free rushers at Bryce Young, but I, there was no point in watching the game. And I, I pretty much watched damn near every game. There was no point in the game where I felt that Bryce looked overwhelmed, right? Like even in those games where he didn't play well, the, the Auburn game, the LSU game, when it came down to it, he made the winning plays. Like he took his team down the field against Auburn, to score the, the the touchdown to you know send them to overtime right so I love the fact that he's always cool calm and collected and we we've gotten to know him personality rise right like he's a very laid back guy and it's just a matter of if you choose to take the optimistic view or the pessimistic view about that right like do you want a guy with more fire but more fire may mean he's more emotional you may end up with you a, a Baker Mayfield esque player on your hands right when things can go extremely well or they can go extremely the other way right but Bryce Young just always seemed to be cool calm collected so that's one thing I definitely appreciated about him watching the film like he, he just he just had that point guard type you know feel to him which would which I really enjoyed well I, and I don't doubt that ability to be the point guard but as we separate trucks from trailers right like guys that you can win because of or guys that you can win with Trucks and trailers, baby. Come on now. Like, like if, if I just to kind of push back a little bit here to challenge you here for the sake of hopefully some yeah, good conversation, Bryce Young, right? Okay. Short, lean, average arm strength. Okay. Athlete, maybe slightly above average athlete. Does he have an edge? Like what, are, what are we clinging to here? What's the trump card? What's going to happen here when, I need my team to rally behind this individual, this quarterback, to be that alpha for my offense and for my football team. Am I going to get that from Bryce Young, or, or are there going to be some some concessions that I have to make to have the cerebralness that he offers as a quarterback? All right, so I, I think it goes into what what are some of the more important traits in a quarterback, right? Like you, you can have – you know, the big arm, you can run a 4-4, but if you simply just don't make good decisions, then – how much can you help me at the end of the day? And then how, how many times, and, you know, Joe, you with the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills guy, how many times have Josh Allen made a wrong play right just by making the right decision? You kind of get what I'm saying? Like when there, when there are free blitzes or things doesn't go his way, you know, the, the simple ability to take off and, and turn a first and 10 to a second and two, keep your offense on schedule, that means everything for a drive versus going from second and two, nine, second and 14, because, you know, you've tried to do something crazy. So I've, I got that from Bryce Young that, you know, that, you know what, he's just going to make the right decision. Then I'll say this, if this was 2002 and we, you know, we've haven't had any, um, I guess there hasn't been any examples of, of smaller quarterbacks winning in the NFL, I would have way more concerns, right? But the game is just simply different now. Like this this spread RPO type offense, I think it allows for your quarterback just to be more of a point guard 
than what he has to be the 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 the, the small forward and you know just put everything on his back. He just has to simply distribute the football to guys, and I think that's what Bryce Young does at a high level. Guys, it's all about confidence when it comes to the bedroom. Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and the and ruin the fun for both you and your partner. BlueChew.com to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED, and because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. If you don't like swallowing pills, that's fine. No problems here. BlueChew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA, so they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. We got a deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Believe. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping at BlueChew.com. Again, promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to try your first month for free. Flat should describe your TV screen, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with the help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all of your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Keith, I'm not going to lie to you. I have money on Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama, to win the Heisman Trophy this year. I mean, I think this guy is an unbelievable talent. He's going to Alabama. Bro, the production's going to be there. This guy's a phenomenal football player. Jameer Gibbs, number 17 on our list. Tell the listeners about what this guy offers. Yeah, I I see double down on that bit, right? Um, Because it's, it's Alabama, you know, the other contenders are you possibly C.J. Stroud, you know, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bryce Young. But we know that it's hard for, um, you know, for players to win it twice, especially back-to-back years, right? Yeah. Um, so, Jameer, I think he's going to be the featured guy. He's going to touch the ball 25 to, 30, to, you know, 30 times a game when you're talking about running the football, plus his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I Like, listen, I need people to understand, like, it's not just – um, you know, typical running back to the flats, you know, his little swing route. Like this can this guy can run routes and, and, and catch 40 yard passes down the field. And I think that's what's gonna make him special. Um I've watched the rest of this Alabama offense. So um I know how important Jameer Gibbs is gonna be to this offense, but I think he's gonna be somebody that's heavily relied upon. His running style, I likened it to Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think he's one of those explosive runners that when he gets in a gap, it's like he he overwhelms second level defenders with strictly his speed, right? Like he gets past them before they realize, you know, he's coming in his hole. So I I, I think, man, Joe Marino, that's a good bet, baby. That's a damn good bet right there. Um, you know, I wish that Texas was a betting state so I can place a bet, but unfortunately, <laughs> it, it's it's not. Um, but I I man, Jameer Gibbs is a baller. Everybody needs to be. Very aware of this guy um, because he he can flat out get things done. Yeah, I was really I watched him the other night. I, I just it's the blend of the burst, the quickness, the receiving ability, the pass blocking ability. 
And then he's got like some power and some real competitiveness yeah. about him and contact balance that, you know, he's not the he's not like Najee Harris or anything like that. He's 5'10", 205, 210, something like that. But this guy's just tough to tackle, and he's really explosive, man. I, I was having a good time watching Jameer Gibbs. A player that I know you like a lot, Keith, you've been on him for a couple years, is Henry Toa Toa, the linebacker from Alabama. You're a big fan, and tell everybody why they should be as well. Man, first of all, instincts. Um, that it's it is underrated and unspoken of of linebackers, right? And how their instincts playing in the box. Like every, every player that plays linebacker doesn't have great instincts, and I think it's one of those positions. Um, you know, in defense, to where it's kind of overlooked now. Like everybody's like, okay, well, if he's not big enough to play D line and he's not fast enough to play defensive back, put him at linebacker. But, man, to get real high-level linebacker play, you have to have those instincts. And that's exactly what Henry, Henry Toto has, right? Like, man, this guy plays downhill. He scrapes, um, you know, scrape over blockers. Um, and he, he's also a violent guy. He's probably only 235 pounds, um, but he's violent, right? Like, he's, I call him a full-body tackler, meaning that he's not a guy that's just trying to, um, you know, wrap you up with his arms like he's putting his body on top of your body it's full contact and he's trying to drive you back so i thought that was really cool um you know we've i watched emory jones today right so um obviously florida plays alabama and i he flashed again to me right i've watched henry toto plenty of times but he flashed again man he was playing um they were running a traditional option play to where you know the quarterback and a pitch man and toto shut the play down by himself he played both the quarterback the pitch man strung it all the way out to the sideline, forced Emory Jones to pitch the ball and made the, the tackle on a, on a running back. So, I, like, that's the things that make this guy special. I think right now he's flying under the radar because linebacker isn't necessarily a sexy position. But, man, this dude is a flat-out ball. I, I think comparing him to last year, I think he'd have been a first linebacker off the board last year mm-hmm. if he'd have came out. Well, there's a strong take there. Um, we got some good linebackers think- this year as well. Trenton Simpson from Clemson. We've got Noah Sewell from Oregon in our top 25 to go with Henry Toa Toa. Uh, we also have a bunch of wide receivers and a guy that I know that you're pretty high on, uh, our number 22 player is Quinton Johnson, wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, I personally haven't seen this player yet, but I've heard you talk about him plenty. Why don't you inform everybody about what uh, they can expect from the Horn Frog, Quinton Johnson? <laughs> Uh, big guys that can move, and we know how rare that's becoming. I, I, the why the NFL they they have trends, right? And, and I think right now one of the trends in the NFL is smaller wide receivers, like you know just those six foot, one hundred and ninety pound guys. Um, but Quinn Johnson is six four, two fifteen, right? But he can he can go, he can roll, he can separate from defenders. This is a guy that can take it vertical over the top. Um, I see that he plays above the rim, meaning that man, if the ball is up there, he's not waiting for it to come down for him. He's jumping over those defenders and going to get that football. So he, I I love him in 50-50 contested situations. I feel like he turns those 50-50 situations into 90-10 type situations. Um, and then also with big guys, you usually don't see that that kind of quick twitch athleticism, right? Like, how many times do we talk, Joe, and it's, and it's one of those situations, like, he's a big guy, um, he has to build up speed. You know, we talk about it like that, but, mm-hmm. man, Quentin Johnson, the, the speed can be immediately. He accelerates, so they'll throw him a quick screen out there, and, man, he can catch the ball and get vertical upfield. So I, I was thoroughly impressed with this guy. Um, you know, he's just very impressive. I, I, I think, like I said, comparing him to last year's draft – 
he would have been a fringe first rounder last year. So I, I don't know how this wide receiver draft is going to end up panning out, but I fully expect him to be in the running as far as one of those top four, top five wide receivers in the, uh, in the draft class. Uh, last guy that you had from your region in the top 25, Florida interior defensive lineman, Gervin Dexter. And, um, you know, we, we've been needing some interior defensive linemen in recent years, right? It's been kind of a, a, a barren situation since that 2019 class that had Quinn Williams and Jeffrey Simmons and Ed Oliver and Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence and all those guys. Is uh, Gervin Dexter going to be a guy that you know we we can think about as a first round player and and can finally provide us with a, a really exciting defensive tackle prospect? Yeah, so we I, we talked about this when a couple weeks ago, and I think he's right in the same exact spot that Jordan Davis was last year. Remember, like Jordan Davis was he was a name that was relevant right but i don't think anybody knew for sure that he was going to be a first rounder you know was he a top 10 guy like nobody knew for sure they just knew that georgia had this really big interior defensive tackle and let's see how everything else pans out i think gervon dex is in the same exact situation uh this guy's six five three hundred and 30 pounds, um, but I think he moves better than Jordan Davis. I, th- I think he's a, a real fluid player. Um, you'll see him, you know, when ball carriers kind of get to the outside, he's a guy that can flip his hips and 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 hit that pursuit angle and run straight down the line of scrimmage. So I was thoroughly impressed with him. Um, he seemed to be a high technician as far as stopping the run. He seemed stout in his lower half. And then getting after the quarterback, he flashed that he can, you know, do it on a on a on a high level. I just want him to be more consistent at it, right? Like when we're talking about six five, three hundred pounds. Um, this is a guy that you want to be a game changer, like not just relevant, not just there. Um, you know, you want him to be a game changer, and I, I think it'll be very interesting as this season unfolds. Where does he fall? Because you know, we watched Jordan Davis, and we knew how that kind of roller coaster about him, and you know, the projection of him kind of unfolded and, you know, how important he was to the defense versus, you know, his stats, right. Or, or how many snaps was Jordan Davis on the field. So I, I think it'll be interesting because we're, we're talking about two big body defensive tackles in the same exact conference. Um, you mentioned that this is not a very strong defensive tackle class. So I think it's going it, to, we're, we're going to have to see how this unfolds, but I like Gervon Dexter for sure right now. I'm excited to watch him a little bit more in depth. Uh, if people want to pay more attention to Keith Sanchez, you should follow him on Twitter at the talent code. There's also the podcast with Damian Parson, the talent factor podcast. Keith, tell the draft dudes listeners about talent factor. Yeah. So you guys, y'all handle majority NFL football, right? So we, we, we wanted to take the different sector, different lane, and we're going to talk some college football. Um, and so we, we plan on obviously, you know, watching the games on the weekends and then just talking ball, like the biggest takes that come away from that. I think everybody else tells what happened. We plan on telling why it happened, right? And I think that's very um, important for us. So I think it'll be a fun listen. It isn't going to be, you know, strict, right? Like everybody's going to have a good time. We're going to have some some really hot takes on there, but I think it's going to be fun. I think college football at its very essence is, is culture. It's supposed to be fun. Um, you're supposed to enjoy it at the end of the day. And I think that's exactly what the Talent Factor podcast is. Uh, Keith Sanchez, Damian Parson, two of my favorite guys to talk football with. They've combined for a podcast. It's a must listen. <laughs> the Talent Factor, wherever you're listening to Draft Dudes, subscribe to the Talent Factor and add it to your rotation. 
Keith, appreciate you hopping in here on National Moon Day, National Lollipop Day, and uh, we'll have to hook up again real soon and get you back on here to talk prospects. Man, I, whenever National uh, Whiskey Day is, that's that's when I'll, I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll look it up and make sure that happens. Keith Sanchez, everybody, make sure you follow him on Twitter, the Talent Factor Podcast, obviously, senior NFL draft analyst at thedraftnetwork.com. That is going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Tomorrow, Kyle Krabs is back. He's going to tell you about the premier players from his region in our top 25. And then Friday is takes on takes. So a lot of good stuff coming the rest of this week here on Draft Dudes. Make sure that you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your day. And we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.